0: Are you worried that recent events have derailed your retirement plans? It certainly made us reassess all aspects of ours. And that's why we're proud to offer our listeners a chance to work with David McClellan, a fiduciary financial advisor from Forum Financial. David's practice specializes in financial life coaching and retirement planning. And right now, he's offering free consultations for our listeners if you mention the podcast. As part of this consultation, David can help you understand your financial freedom number and what that means to you in assessing your future financial plans. If you want to build wealth, if you want to make optimal decisions within your financial life, David is someone you need to talk to. You can reach him at 312-933-8823. Once again... That's David McClellan at 312-933-8823. He's located in Austin, Texas, but he's got a nationwide clientele. Do yourself a favor and get some great financial advice for free and see if you might want to work with Mr. McClellan. I think you'll be happy with your phone call. Hey, y'all. Just a reminder that the 2023 Longhorn Football Prospectus, Thinking Texas Football, is out. And it's been out for about a month and it's doing great. I really appreciate all of you who have been buying it, reading it, and leaving five-star reviews wherever you buy it. And where you can buy it is Amazon. If you want the paperback version, or if you want the e-version in your hot hands right now, go to Apple or go to Smashwords. The great thing about Smashwords is you're supporting an independent publisher and you can buy the version for any reader that you want. So if you've got a Kindle, buy the MOBI version. If you got an Apple product, iPad, or even just you want to read it on your laptop or your Uh, PC, just buy the ebook version on Smashwords. Really easy, beautiful format, and you'll get a full appreciation of the wonderful photography of Will Gallagher, the crack photographer, not only for the Thinking Texas Football preview, but Inside Texas. And then, of course, I want to also thank Eric Naline, the editor-in-chief at Inside Texas. He was kind enough to contribute a recruiting section. As always, his comments are great, and no one knows the recruiting game better than Texas or I should say inside Texas and Eric Nolene. Hey, jump in. If you haven't ever bought it before, I think you'll really enjoy it. And if you have bought it before, hey, it's time. We're uh, about 25 days out from the season. Let's get on it. We are on Colin Simmons announcement eve. You know, there's something wrong in your world when you're a grown successful man, grown successful men, plural, about to have a conversation and you're everyone's sitting, uh, hanging on the thread of where a, Eighteen-year-old outstanding football player goes to school, but that's why college sports are madness, and that's why we love them. Randy, welcome, man. May I say, Marriott Elite member Randy Boone.
1: That's right.
2: The I graduated. i graduated. I'm the man now. I'm in the. I'm in the elite status.
0: Please tell the uh, listeners about your arrival gift, so they know what kind of what kind of gentleman they're dealing with.
2: Oh, absolutely! It's fantastic. I got a. Uh, one-ounce bag of Lay's Classic Potato
1: Chips, and a half size bottle of water. And that was all? To this point, yes. I'm waiting on the door to open
2: and, like, balloons and everything to come in, but it hadn't happened yet, and I've been here for a couple hours, so I don't think it's coming.
0: Did they give you a little uh, bag, or did they just hand you the –
2: chips and the water. Yes, no, the bag The is actually really nice. I'll probably use the bag as a re-gift option for the next birthday party we have to go to for a kid. And I may leave the bottle of water in it, to be honest with you, probably gonna so, happen.
0: When I went to uh, Rocky Mountain National Park with my son to go hiking, we checked into a Choice Hotel. Uh, not necessarily the top of the, the hotel uh, rankings, but I had uh, elite membership there because of like matching status, all that bullshit, right? And so when we checked in, they handed me a little gift bag with trail mix and some waters and, uh, you know, a map or something of the trails. And my son looked up at me like, you're a big shot. And then he (laughs) opened it. He opened it. He found (laughs) the trail mix and it had M&Ms in it. And he was like, yes, this is the best (laughs) hotel we've ever stayed at. I'm like, all right, man. It's great. All I got when I got...
2: Uh, to travel back in the day with the family it was a big Rand mcnally at uh atlas that was like the size of the suburban that we were uh driving in so
1: what well,
0: were you the navigator was it your job to keep to keep things moving
2: no i just sat in the back and looked at the map trying to figure out where we were going
0: oh okay gotcha
2: that's how they kept me quiet
0: just and you just looked at the map for about six hours
2: yeah i was i was a pretty big nerd when i was a kid so
0: I don't know if that's Still that right.
2: am, really I'm not
0: <laughs> sure that's a sign of being a nerd. <laughs> could be a sign of some other stuff, man.
2: Yeah, probably so. You're probably right.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't think kids today understand the the road trip where you're just lining up a stain on the window and then pretending it's a sight on a laser and you're shooting it at you know upcoming you know approaching no. cars or you're playing games where you look at signs. Or you play corners uh, or slug bug. You know, wherever you see a VW bug, you slug the other guy in the shoulder. Kids don't – they're watching their entertainment. We, we
1: played yeah. Ford,
2: We played Fords versus Chevys back in the day. So, somebody picked Fords, somebody picked Chevys. You'd drive for hours and be like, I had 37. How many do you have?
0: I just why? Just make it up.
2: Oh, 100%. Nobody ever played it, honestly, but –
0: are, are you what, a Ford what,
2: or what games? What games are played? Honestly,
0: are you a Ford or Chevy man?
2: I've always had Chevys, but I usually pick Fords because I felt like there was more of them.
0: Yeah, it's true. What game is played? Honestly, the perfect segue for a, a guy who pitched in baseball. Exactly, that's the point. Uh, Astros killing it right now. Uh, did you, you did you see the Kyle Tucker grand slam live?
2: I did, and I still can't figure out why people try to get him out down. But I hope they continue to do so.
0: Yeah, he's he's the Ivan Melendez of big big league hitters in that regard.
2: They they just keep pounding him down. I don't I don't get it. Like at least make him beat you with something he hasn't proven that he can handle over and over again.
0: Is the pitcher in you freaking out that the guy had bases loaded starts the this? the the sequence 0 oh and 2 has Kyle Tucker behind and he gives up a grand slam. Cuz you know while he was standing on the mound, he's like just don't give up a grand slam.
2: Yeah. That's that's the old don't don't think about it because the mind can't process the the negative, right?
1: right. So
2: if you say don't give up a grand slam, your mind's telling you to give up a grand slam. Um I've had many 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 02 counts over the years and uh, had them go awry, so I can't say anything for that. But <laughs>
1: yeah. I know
2: uh, Augie was not scared back in the day to remind you of the fact that it was 0-2 and the fact that the guy could even reach the ball is your fault. So, <laughs>
1: there you
2: like, well, I'm not going bow- to throw it off the backstop. He's like,
1: no, 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 that's not what
2: I'm saying. I'm like, eh, that's kind of what you're saying. <laughs> Basically, part- just strike the guy out on 0-2 and don't give up a hit there you go was the that, that's basically what he was trying to tell us and he's right that's the goal so
0: that's i think you can live that bigger in life there's augie always had pearls of wisdom hidden in, in, in even the most mundane instruction randy
2: very very much so
0: all right well hey let's talk about this recruitment colin simmons we're not going to provide any particular insight that you if you're a recruit nick that you haven't heard uh how into this are you or how into recruiting in general are you? I'm kind of curious.
2: I, I mean, I, much more so than I used to be just because it gives me something to, to follow. Uh, I know he's a badass, um, but as far as anything beyond that, like I'd be lying to you if I told you that I was like super plugged into what's going on. I basically just keep track of who we're, uh, who we're after
1: and, uh, you know, what the, what the end result is.
0: Yeah, have you watched
1: like any of his huddle? Oh, yeah, no, I mean, we, we, I mean, if I was a college coach,
2: high school coach, evaluator, whatever, uh, I mean, yeah, he jumps off the screen.
0: Yeah. First step.
2: So, yeah, no, I mean, he's, he's super quick. He's long. Looks like he's got the bend that, that you look for
1: around the edge. Um, he's going to add weight easy, and I think he can carry it easy. Um, but
2: I mean, as far as like game stats or game film and whatever, no, I, I mean, I'm not well versed on that, but I mean, if, if you throw, you know, three highlights up on the screen at me, that's a guy I want on my team.
0: Yeah. I think he, I think he's a one to three highlight player we well, are sort of, yeah, like, probably, cl-
2: probably closer, probably closer to one
0: yeah you're like i don't think we need to watch much more like we don't need to really dissect this like go get him on the team yeah all right well so you guys know when you listen to this obviously probably most of you the announcement will already have happened uh simmons will either he's supposedly choosing between miami lsu or texas it's texas lsu uh miami one of the ways that i know they're not a part of this is that their main boosters and contributors have rico statutes being filed on them and uh (laughs) <laughs> sec investigations, not the sec. We're about to join, Randy. The no, other diff-
2: SEC. different, the, yeah, the one you don't want to be involved in.
0: That's right. Uh, so that's not good for Miami, or they're dropping of the bags. That's all right. They'll find another person in a couple of years. They'll get that machine ramped back up. But it's going to be Texas LSU. It's been topsy turvy. I think it's going to be Texas. We'll see. Someone probably listening to this after the announcement is going to be uh, screaming at us right now if, if he chose LSU, but I don't know. Do you have, you have any deep inside scoop, Mr. Boone?
2: I, I don't have any deep inside scoop, but I agree with you. I think it's Texas.
0: And if we're wrong, should we just accuse the other school of all sorts of, uh, yeah, they just,
2: they, they cheated in ways that are unfathomable and, uh, you know, some sort of Venezuelan, uh, oil money is funding why he went to LSU
0: they gave him an options contract uh right I was laughing because there was an LSU poster on uh one of their boards who wrote I'm ready for this economy to go to go green so we don't lose any more players to Texas and Texas A&M in other words all of our money comes from oil money that's an LSU yeah. grad because his state's Sorry, reliant but. on oil by far yeah. than we are.
2: That's your one source of income over there, exactly. swamp guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you gotta love a fan base, man. Uh yeah, my my family is from Louisiana and uh I know these people, they're very entertaining, they're a lot of fun. Uh you don't want them in charge of anything, you don't want them running anything. And the, the main two ways in Louisiana that you get money are to inherit it and to steal it
1: <laughs> that's good i got some good buddies from over
2: there that I play with them have to use that on the next time it's good
0: oh you know what really they'll good. just laugh they'll just laugh and say yeah
2: They'll say yes you're right sounds <laughs> good <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh, no, that's that's good
0: all right hey uh what else has been going on there's this whole realignment thing I don't, i'm not sure if you heard anything about this randy
2: uh, uh, somebody said something about it the other day i, I don't i don't know yeah, it's nuts right now.
1: Nuts.
0: Can you imagine being Oregon and your non-revenue sports? You you have to play a Big Ten schedule. Like, what is this even going to
1: look like in a vacuum? Yes, but having been to
2: Not Eugene, but Portland, Oregon. Before in my life, I just don't. I I don't get it. Like I don't. I don't know how you are going to get that. It's such a like small regional thing in Oregon that actually cares about Oregon. Like the rest of that state could care less. Like they're talking about, you know, trees and this and that and whatever. I, I, I I mean maybe maybe it's worth it. I guess you get – I mean, you're going to get a national bump a little bit from Oregon if they're good just because of the matchups. But there's there, there no regional appeal outside of Eugene.
1: Well, which, also
2: I mean, what's, what's the population? A couple hundred thousand? Maybe. Yeah. A hundred thousand? How big? Yeah, I mean, it can't be that big. Well, uh, it's, also, it's a weird thing, man. It's weird. Um,
0: imagine you're USC. You're selling the California dream. Right. Oh, by the way, in November,
1: our road games will be at Wisconsin and Iowa. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I dispute the fact that USC's sold the California dream because I don't know if you've ever
1: been to their campus or close to it, but. You better keep them tightly confined. Cause
2: that's not a uh, great area. It, it's, like, it, it's, it's a rough, it's rough area. Rough.
0: So it's, it's not a great area, but the, the dream they sell. And I think this is the, what they do is the players. A lot of them, especially the older ones, they live in Manhattan
2: beach.
1: Yeah, they live. Yeah. No, you're right. And they take, you're right.
0: on, they take uh, online courses and they show up to play in the Coliseum on Saturday. So, yep. uh, so that's kind of what they're selling, but yeah, I, I mean, ultimately, look, I, I've talked long about this, written long all about. I don't want to rehash all that because, frankly, I prefer the football to all the conference realignment stuff. I'm just yes. tired of reading national sports writers.
2: That don't know what they're talking about. They,
0: they literally don't know how any of this works. And they keep retweeting about how Cal and Stanford are the most coveted schools, you know, and now they're going to join the ACC, Randy. I'm not sure if you know that.
2: Uh, I saw it, the, saw it today.
0: It's just a lack of critical thinking skills. And I, I just don't – they don't get it. And ultimately, look, either you're on the outside looking in on this or you're deep on the inside, and Texas is in the SEC. And there's two conferences you want to be in, the SEC or the Big Ten.
2: I, I would even argue there's one conference you want to be in. But, yes, you're correct.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can I – can, I hear that. I just think that the Big Ten has –
2: Oh, it's got I mean, its place it's got its, it's place
0: got its, well, I think they've done a good job bringing in i mean i they 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 energized that conference by bringing in those new questions it's gonna be weird it's gonna be awkward
2: it's gonna be awkward and i th- I think if they do add the the West Coast schools, the thing about adding it helps the awkwardness, i guess so to speak yeah but um
1: i don't I don't think it's too hard to to discern where the where the true Uh, Number one in the hierarchy is.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Um, And within that conference, there's been one school, one team since 2008. That's been at the top of that hierarchy. That's the Alabama Crimson Tide. Texas, I hear tail may be playing Alabama this year. I'm not sure if you've heard about this matchup.
2: Uh, Somebody told me that. I hadn't really been paying attention.
0: Yeah, I understand.
2: I was focused on the Rice game.
0: <laughs> you know what? That's, that's the <laughs> mindset of a real athlete, a real pro. That's why I never got past high school, Randy, and that's why you kept descending. <laughs> I was focused. It didn't that's have to definitely do why. You're right. It didn't have to do with our athletic ability, Randy. <laughs> it had to do with the fact that you focused on what was in front of you, and I'm worried about Alabama. You're focused on... You're worried about
2: week two. I'm worried about week one, Paul. (laughs)
0: That's right. one no culture, like the great Tom Herman taught. All right. We have been breaking down some of the schedules for Longhorn opponents and basically playing them out. I did it with Joe Cook. I did it with Justin Wells, the King of Beast, Texas. I did one with Randy, where we indulged Iowa State, fresh off of the Hunter Deckers gambling news. Now we want to focus on what is probably going to be the biggest challenge on the Wallhorn schedule. Is that fair? Yes, 100%. In Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Alabama's not lost a home game there. Uh, actually, they have lost a home game there, but they're 84-5 and since Saban arrived at home. And in night games, what well, they haven't lost a night game since Ole Miss in 2015.
1: Yep. Remember that game, 100%.
0: Yep. Holy moly. So – with that in front of us, you want to break down the Alabama schedule and talk a little bit about Let's their do team it. before we break it down? I, I have a resource that I'm going to use to help us.
2: Would that be the Thinking Texas Football Preview, Paul?
0: That's right. 2023,
2: 2023 edition that you can get at Smashwords, Amazon, or anywhere else you can get a book.
0: Finally selling my takes, man. If we were pro wrestlers, Early on, I would have been hitting you with a chop across your chest, and you'd just be standing there like the undertaker, not selling it at all. But now I hit you with a little chop, and you fall on the ground, and like, writhe, and then you run out of the ring and, and, like, refuse to come back in. That's what I like.
2: With, with experience comes wisdom.
0: That's right. Uh, my favorite wrestling uh, genre or type of wrestler, by the way, you know my favorite? You ever watch wrestling? Sumo. No. No, no, no.
2: Come on, I'd use a sumo guy.
0: I, have got actually a story for you about a sumo wrestler. But
2: um, no, we we can say that we can say that for off here. I don't no, think anybody cares about that. Yes, no, uh, no. My uncle growing up was a huge wrestling fan, so okay. I am well versed in the, uh, the the wrestling world.
0: My favorite archetype of wrestler is the cowardly heel. Heels the bad guy.
1: The no, cowardly I, I, heel I got you
0: isn't the badass, but he's the one that schemes and he's always like leaving the ring and refusing to get back in. And then when the guy, uh, the good man is distracted by his, by his beautiful handler, he turns and, and is talking to her and the cowardly heel jumps and attacks him. And then he's the guy that like, you know, makes fun of the town. Oh, I'm in Yokum. none of you have teeth. And he goes on this long rant about the people of Yoakum, right? And everyone's throwing stuff at him. I love the cowardly heel. The ultimate cowardly heel, the nature boy Rick Flair.
2: Yes. I was about to say it sounds like a flair flair description.
0: That was his brilliance as a wrestler. He he drew heat, as they say, Randy. All right. There you go. Enough of our wrestling <laughs> Randy just indulged that wrestling tangent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he has no comment.
2: I haven't thought about wrestling forever. I'm just hoping my kids don't start to watch it. And so I have to talk about it. But anyway,
0: yeah, let's dive in. I haven't watched it in about 10 years, but my son saw a John Cena uh, wrestling appearance and now he's starting to get into it. So that's not good. But all right, let's lay the the landscape of the Tide because I think there's something that's true, a true criticism of this Bama team that's also getting overblown. Because when it's all said and done, Randy, I think this game in Tuscaloosa will be decided by the line of scrimmage and quarterback play. And everything else will be a result or byproduct of the battles in those two areas. I agree. Do you think people are overblowing the Alabama skill deficit, talent deficit, and overlooking the fact that they just reloaded on the defensive line and offensive
2: line? Uh, No, I don't, because I think we win this game by two touchdowns.
0: Oh! We haven't even started the schedule yet, Randy. You've already screwed it up. I uh,
2: No, I'm 10 to 14 points. Texas right. side is where I'm at. All
0: right. Well, let's talk about the strengths and weaknesses of this team before we jump into the predicting. Is that fair? Let's do it. All right. So fair to say they don't have their four first-round NFL receivers running around out there anymore. Uh, Correct. But they do have Jermaine Burton. He's the transfer. He's the speedster from Georgia. Good player. Very good player. Uh, and then – I think the guy that all the Bama people are talking about is Kobe Prentice. He's a sophomore. Uh, he's sort of the dude that they think is going to emerge to be a dude. Uh, and I think, you know, there's probably good likelihood that does happen at some point. I think the real strength of their offense is going to be that offensive line. They've got particularly the right side of that line. They got JC Latham, Tyler Booker, landed, uh, lined up next to each other. That's one of the best, guard tackle combos in college football. Uh, Agreed. They've, they've improved the athleticism across their offensive line. Uh, those guys did not handle UT's defensive line very well last year. However, no, I, think that they, I think they've upgraded. And so we're going to need to bring it in a big way.
2: I think you our D line matches up well.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Defensively, I went and watched a little bit of their spring game. And while I came away rather unimpressed with the quarterback product, the D line is back and it looks like an Alabama defensive line. They've got a, a sophomore, true sophomore, Jaheem Otis at Nose Tackle, monster. Uh, they've got Justin ebo and Tim Smith. They're both kind of solid multi-year starters. What, what really got my attention were the guys behind them. They've got a guy named Damon Payne. Uh, another guy named Anquan Barnes, Jamarian Latham. They're just studs, and they're, they're just younger, so they're not starting yet. But I think they're basically going to play a rotation with these guys, and I think they're going to wear some people out.
2: Agree. With that, I think we scheme around having to deal with their front as a potential winch of how you win the game.
1: I agree
0: and here's because I don't I, I don't know I don't know that I have
2: confidence in our offensive line in week two to have it figured out to be able to deal with that. Yep. Um, But I think the weakness of their defense is in the back end. And I I, I think we attack them in a much different way than we did last year.
0: Great lead in uh, or a continuation of the way we attacked them early right in that first quarter. When true. Yes.
2: Very, very much so. True.
0: True. So, you hear a lot about Kool-Aid and McKinstry. Fine. Uh, the biggest loss from Bama last year is Brian Branch.
2: 100%.
0: That guy Nailed a, it. That guy was a scientist. He was their plug-in. He got, he got all the calls. He got people lined up, and he was a very good player. They have McKinstry. On the other corner, it's a transfer from Louisiana. Louisiana Monroe. Not Louisiana Monroe. Sorry. Louisiana, like the Cajuns.
2: Like the Lafayette uh, one?
0: Like the Lafayette one. Trey
2: Amos. Yeah, I don't Yeah, I don't put much stock into where those guys come from because most of the time you can cover, you can cover. It really doesn't matter. You're you know, you ended up where you ended up on a on a whim or whatever. But uh but yeah, I mean it's not it's he hadn't been regardless of how good he is, he hadn't seen receivers like we're gonna throw at him.
0: Agreed. So the, the criticism of him was not where he came from. If he's an FCS or a G5 All-American, by all means, they, they added to their, to their roster. He's just a guy. They didn't yep. have another corner, and that's who they're starting.
2: They don't have anybody else there. Yeah, that makes yep. sense.
0: Yep, he's just a dude. And then they're going to start a true freshman. This dude is the true freshman safety equivalent of our Anthony Hill at linebacker. He's just force of nature. Like you watch him play – and you're like, holy shit, his name's Micah Downs. But he's playing safety, not linebacker. You can't just hmm. point and shoot that guy. And Sark is going to mess with that kid's mind. Oh, yeah, 100%. So I think Randy's exactly right. The way we move the ball is throwing this ball, throwing the football against Bama.
2: Yeah, no, I think I think you spread it wide and, and you attack them on the perimeter and then downfield eventually.
0: All right, 100%. We would be remiss if we didn't talk about quarterback. So... The latest intel, Randy, is that it's not going to be Jalen Milrow or Tyler Buckner, who they convinced to transfer from Notre Dame. It's going to be Ty Simpson. He's a redshirt freshman. He was a five-star quarterback in Tennessee uh, high school. Uh, He's he's a – so Bama wants to run the ball. Yes. What accompanies your desire to run the ball best? Your best play-action quarterback – or your best running quarterback?
2: I I would argue it's your best running quarterback. Yep. But with the way that Saban and and Bama have approached it over the years, it is your best free snap read quarterback.
1: Not necessarily any
2: of those, correct. Hey, we're in this play. I need you to get out of this play and get you into the correct play. And if, and if you can run some play action off of that, so be it.
0: So here's my prediction. Uh, Bam. And, and I don't know
2: – sorry. Uh, Go ahead. I don't know enough about them to know which one of those three that guy is. But I don't know that any of those three has that as their number one strong suit. Yeah. Especially I mean, in week two.
0: We don't know. Here's what I think Saban's going to do. Week one, we'll talk about their schedule. They don't have an opponent. They're like us. They get to do whatever they want. I think it's going to be, even if a guy wins it, you're going to see an or on that depth chart. And yep. I think I think he's going to play Ty Simpson with Jalen Milroe. And I think they're going to make us pair for Jalen Milro's legs. And we're going to see mostly Ty Simpson. That's my wild. I don't disagree guess on, with that. That's my wild-ass guess on August 9th, which may be completely wrong in one month.
2: I just if if I'm Pete Kwiatkowski or whoever's involved in that, I, I just don't see an arm coupled with decision making to scare me on the back end at this point.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> along along
2: with along with the receiver talent.
0: That's key because that's going to be a real proving ground for me to see the growth in Kwiatkowski of this defense. Which is, yeah. can you identify the situation where your defense needs to bring, yes. it, bring the pressure, don't concede the easy throws, get this quarterback trailing by two touchdowns in his home field, and the crowd's getting restless and freaking out? No. And, and, and the guy's gone three and out and thrown a pick in, his, in the first quarter. I agree all right you want to talk about the tide now that we've uh, talked about sort of the context it. all right so Randy and I are not obligated to agree however we have already demonstrated that we eventually sometimes end up at the same place so we'll see if that happens again we got Middle Tennessee State at Alabama Randy do you have Middle Tennessee uh, in this?
2: uh no I don't we're going to oh, go one and oh
0: that's cowardly not to pick the upset but that's fine all right.
2: I'm hey, those... I don't. Hey, I don't wait before we move on. Don't put it past them to make this close.
0: <laughs> Explain
2: early. Early. I'm saying don't. Don't put it past them to be. You know, this is one of those games, of week one, where you look up at halftime and it's, you know, they're down by seven or whatever. Like they, they typically try to do that or tend to do that. But no, in terms of winning the game, I don't think they have a. They don't. I don't think they
1: have a prayer. Okay. I,
0: I don't know anything about Middle Tennessee State, to be honest, other than it's in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Uh, but I think Bama will lead heavily at halftime. So,
1: okay. We'll see All how right. it
0: happens. All right, Randy, you file that away. Texas Longhorns come to Tuscaloosa, 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 week two, September 9th. It's going to be a night game, Texas at Bama. The biggest line when this came out was eight and a half, Randy, which I bet. Uh, heavily it is now six and a half so it I will listen-
2: continue to go down
0: i agree and here here's why i was listening to one particular lines maker on a podcast that I, who i respect who actually does the, the research he doesn't just get on there and spout narratives mm-hmm. and he thinks that there is such a built up respect for bama and sabin at home in this context and there's been such a hangover of we believe in texas getting
1: burned he thinks the proper line for this is bama minus three and a half okay yeah interesting right all right what happens texas by more than a touchdown
0: i love it how what does it look like
1: I I just, I think the Bama offense scuffles.
2: I think we sure. throw it all over them. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a struggle to run. Yes. Um, Cause I think, I think early in the season, it's going to be prove it mode for, uh, for Bama and they're going to put it, you know, make it be on Quinn's shoulders. But I think we have the weapons to, uh, to outclass them early. I'm not, I'm, I don't, think that I would have that same opinion of a Nick Saban coach team on November 18th, but I think it's early and that's where I'm going with it. Cause I think
1: we got it circled. Yeah. horns by 10 or, or uh, by seven or more. Two thoughts.
0: We're simpatico on when we play them. Do you want to play this Bama team? that's going to be putting together their quarterback position and their secondary, you want to play them in September or November?
2: 100% September.
0: September, baby. Game two. Please bring
2: yeah, it. I'd right. rather, I, yeah, and, and I think I've heard people say I'd rather even play them a week early. I disagree with that. I think you play them week two to where you have a little bit of time to – I don't think the one week ruins it on your side approaching them. I think the one week on your side helps approaching them.
0: I'd like a little game tape of Ty Simpson as well. True. Second point, as you probably know, when Bama now gets a new offensive coordinator, Tommy Reese, he doesn't install the Notre Dame defense or offense or his offense. He learns the Bama offense and then calls plays within that structure. Who else knows the Bama offense?
2: Yeah, you know, the, the guy that um, gets paid a lot of money to coach Texas.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now you can argue and
2: and, and our t- and our tight ends coach and special teams coordinator and our offensive line coach.
0: Yes, sir. Now you could argue and, and our quarterbacks coach. <laughs> and
2: and <laughs> and somebody else that I'm not thinking of right now, Rob.
0: Stark's wife. Yeah. And yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Exactly. Now,
0: can you argue that? Look, Saban knows Sark. He knows what Sark wants to do. I think
1: it's different. Uh,
2: it's 100% different. 100% different. No, Stark you're right. He
0: knows every aspect of that offensive system because he was one of the primary creators of it. He and Kiffin, effectively. And I promise you, that, Lane that,
1: Kiffin. I was about to say, that
2: system is a lot more Lane Kiffin, Steve Sarkisian than it is Bill O'Brien or anybody else that's going to call plays there.
0: Yes, thank you. I wish well, it was still
2: Bill O'Brien to be honest with you, but <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, Kiffin. Is
2: it's it's Sark- a Kiffin it's a Kiffin Sark offense from Norm Chow days, is what it is.
0: It's modified with the spread, right?
2: Correct. Yes.
0: So, is Sark going to have a couple of long conversations with Lane Kiffin before this game?
2: Oh, absolutely. Well, Lane Lane's only putting his team through walkthroughs now, so he's probably in Austin helping them game plan.
0: That's
2: probably true. Yeah, I don't know if you heard that today, but oh my gosh!
0: Also, Lane really likes to troll Saban.
2: 100 percent. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. No, nah, he he's gonna live to help Sark on this. Hundred percent.
0: Right, I'm with you. We're 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 hitting every factor here, folks. Not just the tangibles, but the intangibles. All right, we got Texas at two and zero because I happen to agree with Mister Boone. All right, Alabama travels to South Florida. You heard that correctly, Randy. Alabama is traveling to a G5 school for their stadium in Tampa Bay, Florida. Why on earth would Nick Saban agree to do that, Randy?
2: Same reason we went to Central Florida back in the day, which I still disagree with, but yeah, whatever. Because he wants to go into Florida and have a footprint there, yada, yada, yada.
0: And Bama, having lived know, outside, having lived
2: just outside of Tampa, Tampa's a great place.
0: Yeah. But and, uh, and Bama fans will still outnumber the South Florida fans. Oh, by
1: far.
2: By far.
0: Hey, did you see uh, Nick bought a house in Jupiter Island this offseason? I did not. $17.5 million. Dollars.
2: Good for him. It's a good yeah. spot.
0: Not bad, man. Not bad. Uh, that's on the other side of Florida, for those of you all wondering. I would, have nice went, I would have
2: went on the other coast, but hey, what do I know?
0: I like that Florida coast too. I prefer that. I like the Cape Coral, all that area. Actually, it's cool. Yeah. Hell, I like Destin. I'm I don't mind the Redneck Riviera at all.
2: Yeah. No, Destin's great. It's just the the part of Florida between Destin between yeah. Destin and Tampa that sucks.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So we got Bama three now. Uh,
2: no, one. we don't. I got him at that's two to one. That's a trick. but are trying to right. trick me. About that.
0: Two and one. They now host the Ole Miss Rebels. Kiffin smuggled Sark, the latest playbook. Texas whipped Bama with it. Saban's going to make a little statement in Tuscaloosa, and he's going to run the ball 73 times for 521 yards on inside zone. Is Bama going to win this game?
1: No. What? No, they're not
0: what
2: Ole Miss is going to play all 17 of their quarterbacks (laughs) and they're going to win this game by three
0: are you taking this seriously Randy
2: no I'm dead serious I got Ole Miss to win this game
0: all right I have Alabama winning this game Randy is going to send me a lot of text messages when Ole Miss wins this game sorry you're wrong that's right all right now we got Bama traveling to Mississippi State in Starkville. I'm, I'm assuming this is another L. The Tide, the Tide dynasty is unraveling.
2: No, no so, that's a win.
0: All right, so they're three and two. I got them at four and one. Uh, Mississippi State. I just want to say again, Mike Leach is gone. That sucks, man.
2: It's a ru- yeah. That sucks.
0: That sucks. That's not good. For it sucks. It's not good, it's not good for college football or just general.
2: No, it just sucks in general. I don't yeah. even. I don't even want to comment on it, but they're not going to win that game.
0: Nope. All right. Alabama goes to the 12th man, Randy. Texas A&M. You know they're going to be red ass about this game. They're going to be fired up. They're bringing it. What do you think?
1: Man, I keep going back and forth. You go first on this one. Uh,
0: I, I have Alabama winning this narrowly.
1: It's narrow on both sides. I agree. I think at this point
2: – I think at this point Alabama's got it figured out enough to win a close game. Okay. Fair
0: enough.
2: Because I just don't – I I don't believe in what's going on at A&M, even though talent this I, – I believe in Wegman at quarterback. I think he's going to be good. I just – for whatever reason, whatever happens there, I, I don't think Jimbo's going to have it going. At this point, I see – You're about at the point where I see the Petrino-Jimbo thing blow up.
0: Perhaps you didn't see the press conference in which Bobby Petrino said he and Jimbo Fisher 100% agree on everything.
1: Well, that's a lie
2: because there's (laughs) no reason that that's the truth. So, All right. Uh, I would would prefer him to tell the truth there and be like, we mostly agree.
1: All right.
0: Now Bama gets to host Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas – Arkansas can run the ball. Can Bama stop the run?
2: Yeah, they went. Yeah, Bama wins this one.
0: Five and two for Randy. I got Bama at six and one. Now Bama gets to host the Tennessee Volunteers and Josh Heupel. What do we got?
2: I think Tennessee is uniquely positioned to
1: stretch their defense if their
2: quarterback situation is decided at that point in time. I do not believe in the fact that they will have their quarterback situation uh, decided at that point in time. So I'll say Bama at home.
0: Joe Milton is the nuke Lelouch of college football quarterbacks. And there is no Susan Sarandon or Kevin Costner.
2: I hope I'm wrong because I'd I'd love to see that dude be great. And I kind of like hypo, but. I just, I don't know,
1: man. I haven't seen enough, and I, I don't I think they're going to roll with him. And I, I, I'd, be able, I'd be able to give you a better answer on October 7th. But yep.
2: I'm going to go Bama at that point.
0: Bama gets a bye, and they host
1: the LSU Tigers. I got and winning the rematch at home all
0: right. I like it we now have the same record because the LSU Tigers are going to go into Tuscaloosa and for the second time in one season they're going to put an L
1: on the on the tide at home I can see that I mean I don't I don't have a big argument either way I just all right Bama goes to Kentucky Commonwealth what do we got I, uh, man, I want to pick Kentucky here, but I'm going to go Bama. Do you know who Kentucky's
0: quarterback is now?
2: I do not. That's the problem.
0: It's, it's not Will Levis.
2: I, I, I know it's not Will Levis. <laughs> yeah. It is. And Paul's, all Paul search, all searching on, oh, it is Leary. Ooh, okay.
0: Yep, Stephen Leary. NC State. Great one year, terrible last year.
1: Yeah, I'm still. So, I'm gonna go Bama still.
0: Yeah, you got to go Bama. Uh, Stoops, little Stoops has done a good job up there.
1: Doing great job.
2: They're gonna be good this year, I think. I just don't think they win this game.
0: Okay, Bama gets a little rest spot. They host Chattanooga.
2: So, have you researched Chattanooga? I I, have, I I have a little weird take on this
0: chattanooga's mascot is
1: am I'm, I'm i'm kidding bama wins this game all right the mocks what is a mock it's not think uh, it's, a turtle, but it's not it's a
2: turtleneck <laughs> <laughs> without the fold without the fold over
0: you win the podcast that was awesome <laughs> holy shit you know, I came up. I'm a little older than you. I came up when the mock what? turtleneck first came out. Like that was a thing. Oh,
2: uh, I had I had a couple when I was a kid, and it's embarrassing, but
0: that's awesome.
1: Wait, hold on. Are you? That's really their thing.
0: Yeah, the mock M O C.
1: It's named after a former coach. It's not named after the snake, like a water moccasin. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. Right. Yeah, Bama M- M- wins. wins.
0: Final game of the year, they play Auburn Iron Bowl. They're going against Hugh Freeze, baby. Close your eyes. Hugh freeze.
2: You freeze wins this game somehow. <laughs> I'm going with it. I'm in. I'm all in. Oh, no, I don't know man. how he does, but he somehow wins this game.
0: They're, I appreciate the sentiment. I don't probably because probably because
2: Bama is somehow out of the SEC picture don't oh, know but u threes wins this game somehow all right. with, got... with a bunch of with a bunch of Auburn Alabama bankers that their kids have run off they're not fulfilling their contracts and they play instead
0: all right so you got <laughs> you got Bama going nine and three
2: I got them at nine and three I really want them at eight and four but I couldn't figure out how to make them lose four games
0: this is the the end of an era according to but
2: what I Let's put it this way: If we beat them in week two, I hope they go eleven and one.
0: I was gonna say, so I've got them at ten and two. If we beat them, I want them to go eleven and one and just destroy yeah. people because
2: yeah. they crush are, people they're, the rest of the way.
0: They are going mean, to be our insurance need, policy, right?
2: Yeah, I need full red ass Nick
1: Saban the rest of the way out. Yeah, it would. Um, it would be fitting. In the new SEC,
0: if AM and Texas beat Bama in the same year. That'd be crazy.
1: I mean, I wouldn't
2: and I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, I and AM's got a lot of skill talent on offense, and I think Wegman's gonna be really, really good. Um, I just I can't do it at this point.
1: No. How long how much longer do you think Stapan's gonna coach? He's seventy-one. I mean, I think he wants to win another
2: one, but I I don't know how quick that happens. Oh, I'm not built like that. Like, I mean, if I'd have if I'd have had the success
1: he's had, I'd I'd be chilling on a lake somewhere. You'd be on Jupiter. Seventy, on. probably. Depending on success
2: this year, if he gets it together, I'm gonna to say three more years. This year included.
0: I think he dies in the tunnel Pops. of the Iron Bowl.
2: Yeah, I and mean, that's that's the other option, right? Like
0: fourteen years. This from is now. what this is what
2: I this is what I do. This is what I know.
0: Well, I don't know. I always of, thought my dad. I, I thought my dad
2: was going to do that for forever, and then he finally just got fed up and actually did it. So,
0: a lot of coaches are aware of the Paul Bear Bryant story,
1: where yep.
0: right after he retires, he dies
2: no it's and that's not a uh it's not an uncommon thing around these parts
1: yeah
2: you know people people that have been married to their jobs or people that uh you know their wife dies at whatever you know you got the the two week later deal um you know I'm I'm very familiar with that and I and I get it um
1: so I don't know I mean he he may do it but if I was him yeah Probably chase one more, see how it's looking, and then if it's not looking good. But I, I just don't. I, I
2: think George has passed him. And I think it's going to be really, really, really hard to to overtake him again.
0: Who would replace Saban? If he say say he retired at the end of this year.
2: Who would they so, go after? So whoever replaces him is going to be there for like three years and he's going to get fired.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: Um, and then he'll have – you know, the event, you know, the next replacement. Uh, if
1: I was Bama and I was picking somebody, hmm. ah, man. I mean, Dabo's kind of an easy answer, but I don't think that's really the answer.
2: I think Dabo could be the answer to get fired in three years. Hmm. You freeze.
1: <laughs> Never. You know.
2: I don't have yeah. a good answer. Who you got? Who you got?
0: It's it's the guy coaching Texas that Bama fans would actually want. That he's Steve. Sarkozy, yeah, just, has a real. He has a real soft spot in the heart of Bama fans.
2: Yeah. No, I agree with that. I just I think you have to see him do special things in the next couple of years, and if he does that, I
1: don't think Texas will let him leave. Would they hire kids? I, I, yes. Yeah, they would, wouldn't they? They would.
2: I could see I could see him being that guy. I just I the thing about it is is like I, I'm old enough and you're old enough to remember Bama before they were Bama again. Yeah.
0: Sure.
2: So
1: the question is what you know. At what investment level are they in the new
2: world? Right, we got a new, we got a new hierarchy. New, there's a new, uh, there's a new limit to the poker game.
1: You can't, you can't any
2: in with uh with a hundred bucks anymore.
0: Man, that coach that succeeds Saban is in for a rough haul. And, and you know he so, might do, he might do, Larry. Well, hold on, he, he might do a Larry Coker at Miami. Yeah. Where your first year you win the title off of town yep.
1: and then you just go into yep. a crapper, right? Or Edwards your- I don't know. I wouldn't want it
2: if I was in co- if I if I, if, I, if I was a head football coach in college football and
1: I was successful at wherever. Where I mean, I don't know. Whatever school you would think would be deemed to be
2: necessary to be considered for the Bama job, man, it would scare the shit out of me. I mean, I guess you take, if if they give you a three year deal, you take the payout and you hope it works.
0: Oh, that's the same as Northwestern job. Yep. You take that job to get paid and set up your family for life, right? Yep. All right, let me switch tacks slightly. What coach realistically? coach at texas a&m would scare you you'd go oh man all right well let's on because i got a guy in mind
1: oh, I realistic
0: i mean
2: first first guy that pops into is coaching in san antonio right now
0: jeff trailer you
1: nailed it second guy's coaching in a yeah i think it's that type of guy i think it's
2: yep. a guy it's a, it's a that type of guy to me fits there, and the f- fact that they haven't gone after that type of guy is part of the reason why it frustrates me that they can't figure it out. Even though I'm not in favor of them figuring it out, it's just uh, we've had this conversation before. Like, there's no reason why Texas and Texas A&M are not both perennial top ten pro- programs.
0: I mean, Texas should be Florida, the state of Florida, in the '90s, where it's just Miami, yes. Florida, Florida State
1: yep. trading mm-hmm. off. Um, yep. Trailer would be scary at a And McGuire, I think. I think. I think. I think so. Uh, I think
2: him more so than McGuire. I think McGuire's got the personality that fits well in Lubbock. I don't know how well receive that goes in East Texas. Interesting. My opinion. Just my brief
1: knowledge of the regions of the state. Um, I think McGuire is a little too salesman-y for the A&M crowd. Hmm. Not that Trailers not but he can do it in a manner in which you don't realize
2: you're being sold something. McGuire's very upfront with what he's doing.
0: Yeah. He's like, I'm going to, I'm about to sell you.
2: Yep. He he's read the, uh, he's read the, uh, the old English literature books that I read in high school It's like, Hey, the introduction, you're going to tell them what you're doing. Then you tell them what you told them you're telling them. And then in the conclusion, you tell them what you told them that you're going to tell them Then you told them yes. that that's him. Yeah, trailer is trailer is very much more so my, uh, my communications class in college where the first day the guy brought in a uh, magician and was like, y'all don't even realize what I did, but y'all are all going to go buy that shirt after class.
1: Wow. <laughs> So it's a very it's a very it's
2: a very much a different approach. They can both work,
1: but you got to have the right audience.
0: Is Jeff Trailer just a more likable Texan? PJ Fleck.
2: I think he's a better coach than Fleck at, at the X's and O's level. But yes, I agree. Same same general general concept, but I I think he's has a much better he has a much better X's and O's acumen than people give him credit for agreed he's been too good for too long
0: i think more importantly he he understands that his x's and o's ability is only useful in recognizing that ability in others
1: yes that's i
2: was just about to say that he has won football games in a multitude of different ways over the course of his career and i think if Frank Harris tomorrow said hey coach I'm out and his backup quarterback I have no idea who his backup quarterback is but say it's uh, you know I don't
1: know somebody of uh, Cliff Kingsbury's ability back in the day that whole offense tweaks
2: and I think they still win eight games or nine games or whatever they're going to win this year because you know I, I think I think he has the ability to 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 recognize that
0: yeah, it's a trailer. Just like Fleck, he has all these little things. Like he's got the triangle of toughness. You did that in yeah. high school at yeah. and but there's a there's something of a sincerity about it that's disarming. Like even when I know trailers kind of is doing his thing, I enjoy it, and I like the guy yeah. still, mm-hmm. right? And that's, that but, to me, what would scare me about putting a guy like that, replacing Jimbo, who is fundamentally kind of unlikable and awkward, right, and insecure. Jeff Trailer is very comfortable in his own skin, I think.
2: 100%, yep.
0: That's a scary dude to put in charge of a and in terms of his recruiting acumen, and he could recognize X's nose. And, and he's not scared. Yep. Like, he'll just hire who he thinks the right hire is. And no,
1: hire
2: And and I, and I will say this. For the for the sake of the football in the state, I hope they make that type of fire one day. I just hope we're ahead of them. Yeah, because I I, I really do feel like both programs should be at a at a, at the forefront of college football success.
0: So I don't. But I'm if we're not, ahead of, but if we're ahead
2: of them, it makes it a little bit better.
0: I'm not tapped into the Aggie zeitgeist on this, but would they be excited about trailer or be like, Oh, this is small time. We should, we should have an NFL coach or we should have, we should be going after
2: Davo or whatever. Right.
1: I think that would depend upon the circumstances that he arrives. Does that guy leave for bigger and better things? Trailer comes in. Everybody's happy. If that guy gets canned,
2: it's probably a little bit worse of a situation.
1: Well, Jimbo ain't leaving.
2: was not, not on his own accord. He's not.
1: No, because, because
0: <laughs> nobody wants him.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. Even, even a great year this year, it, it, that still, it's not happening. So, no, I don't know.
0: That's interesting. Is there
2: weird? That's, that's my take on it.
1: I was probably wrong, but that's, that's where I'm at. You know, the other place I'd hate to see Jeff trailer. Uh, anywhere on our schedule, honestly. Oh, you. I don't know. Is he a bit yeah. there? I, 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 for whatever reason, my
2: initial reaction is no. I don't mind him as much there. I don't know why, but I, for whatever reason, I don't, I don't mind him as much there.
0: You may be right. Maybe. maybe.
2: I, that's just. That's just a completely off the cuff initial thing. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's a Texas Connect. I think it's the East Texas connection that scares me about the AM thing. It's A and M.
0: Uh, it's LSU. just him
2: him being over there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And LSU's ramped up the Brian Kelly.
2: Him family. going to LSU, him going to LSU before Kelly got there would have been yeah something that would have been concerning as well. I just I don't agreed. The OU thing I think the OU thing is a little different. I think that's a different animal.
0: It is different. You're right. I think you're right. Uh, I think well, Brian Kelly is going to get LSU up to speed. fast. Oh, yeah. they're already there. Uh, but yeah, I was about to say
1: yeah. But they, were
0: there. they weren't far away.
1: They weren't
2: far away, and he yeah he nudged them a little bit.
0: Yeah, that's that's real interesting. But I don't know, man. It's uh, it's curious how it's all going to fall. I'm also very curious to see because of you know what I call the Big Two. It's going to be the SEC, Big Ten how does that affect coaching perception of, do you want to be in the big time or do you want to be?
1: Yeah. Do you, do you want to win games? 100%. Yeah. Do you want to win games? Yeah. Do Do you want to win games or you want to go market, you know, show market improvement at a lower level?
2: I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. This whole thing is going to be fascinating because it,
1: it, it's flipping the whole college football world on, on its head. What's
0: a bummer about it is uh, I'm cursed with understanding realignment and why it's happening and explaining it. Yeah. But I don't actually like that it's happening. Does that make sense? Be,
1: yeah. I, I think anybody that's, that's on... Know what?
2: You're you're above my level of understanding, but people that are on this level, are, I think everybody's kind of in the same boat. Like I, I get it, I understand
1: it, but I don't I don't like it, so to speak.
0: All right, we're back. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty, thanks to the fine Marriott, but we're back and wanted to mention something. And of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention him because he's been with us from the very start. His name is Gabe Winslow. If you're a listener to EGAT, you know how good he is at what he does. He's a mortgage guy. He's a mortgage broker. And he's one that uh, both Randy and I can highly recommend. He is the best at what he does. 832-557-1095. Gabe is also an Astros fan, a diehard Longhorn fan, and he hates Manny Maldonado as much as communism. So I think now that we have those bona fides set up, uh, I think you could appreciate the the type of man, the type of caliber of individual we're dealing with. Hey, all joking aside, Brandy's over there cracking up. I'm
2: just cracking up because you called him Manny. That's even better. What's his name? Martine. Martine. (laughs) Dang it. It would have been been so much better. If I'd have thought you did it on purpose, it would have been so much better, but I know you didn't.
0: Oh, dang it. All right. Well, I couldn't get away with that. My my sub-joker baseball knowledge got exposed there.
2: Gabe's going to get you. I I liked it better when you called him Manny, but that's fine.
0: All right. Well, he's Manny Maldonado to me. (laughs) Hey, tell you what. You bat over 200, and I'll call you whatever name you want. (laughs) Until then, I get to call you any name I feel like. Uh, There you go. Nonetheless, hey, all joking aside, uh, Gabe's really bright. He's been in this industry for 20 years. He's got a law degree, UT grad, former National Merit Scholar. Uh, As one very smart listener posed to me, if Gabe's so smart – Why did he graduate UT in three years? He should have dragged that out to five or six like any smart uh, Longhorn student. But uh, hey, give him a call. You'll find out why he's so smart. 832-557-1005. And then if you're looking for a realtor in the Centex area, call Laura Baker. She's really good at what she does. 512-740-505. It's funny. I can't really talk about this for for sort of – Professional ethics reasons, but Laura and I were having a discussion not long ago about a realtor who was not a full-time realtor. This is Pat down the street who sells a house every other year, or your sister who got a realtor's license, or your aunt or whatever, and you're using her because you feel guilted into it, and uh, it turned into a giant mess for this buyer. And fortunately, Laura was skilled enough that she could basically be the realtor for both parties and get it over the finish line. But this person almost made very serious mistakes that would have had major consequences for their client. So can, take this seriously. It's one of the biggest financial decisions you'll make in your life.
2: Can I tell a quick realtor story, please? Uh, when we closed on our last house, um, which is like the 15th time with Gabe, as we've already documented, uh, I asked for the PDF of the closing statement from the seller's real estate agent. And she In email, said that she didn't know if she could do that, but she could send me an email. So, yes, having a professional in this field (laughs) is very important for people that don't want to deal with things like that.
0: Sometimes Randy illustrates a point so beautifully, I should just kick it over to him (laughs) More, uh, a little sooner. That's so that's that's why you, right you right want it. real
2: estate professionals, ladies and gentlemen. You, you and don't want to have to have the awkward silence of how do I respond to this email?
0: That is a good one. Well, whether that's getting your mortgage with Gabe or buying a house or selling your house with Laura, that's who you should be reaching out to. And of course, you'll hear a promo at the beginning of this pod talking about the great David McClellan who is a former multinational champion swimmer at the University of Texas and a brilliant guy in his own right. Uh, Give him a call, half-hour free consultation. Well worth your time to get your financial house in order. And because Randy's the kind of cool guy that he is and he likes the same nonsense that I like, I brought a little enrichment to the podcast a couple of weeks ago bringing up this New Zealand sprinter, this guy who runs – about a 10-1, 10-200 meters.
1: Fast. He runs fast.
0: He runs real fast. (laughs) Uh, Real faster than anyone on the Texas football team. And this guy's going to try his football. He's never played football. He played some (laughs) rugby. He's going to try football at the University of Hawaii. Well, there's another guy who's going to try American football who's got his own qualifications. And we were talking a little bit about sumo wrestling, Randy. We got a sumo oh, wrestler from Dijon.
1: please. Oh, yes. And this is great.
0: His name is Hidetora Hanada. He's going to join the Colorado State football team right up the road from me up in Fort Collins. Beautiful campus, by the way. Uh, and incredible facilities, frankly, for a G5. Uh, Colorado State has really nice football facilities. But
2: Dion didn't
1: want him?
0: No, no. Hidetora Hanada is a sumo wrestler uh, and in fact, he's a yokozuna, which in sumo wrestling is the equivalent of a of like a multi champion. It's a big deal.
1: So, go go ahead.
2: I, I have a, a comment, but you finish.
0: So, Yoko, yokozuna is a grand champion. He is an amateur yokozuna because he competed. He went to college and competed at the college level, uh, but he is considered just below elite in terms of sumo in Japan. And what's interesting about him. Everyone hears sumo and they envision the guy who's 6'6, 480 pounds, right? Uh, you know, massively fat, squatting down in a big, a big circle. But this guy is about 6'1, 285, super flexible, super quick. And his, his hero in the NFL is Aaron Donald.
1: Oh, he's going to play defensive line.
0: He's going to play D tackle.
1: Okay, that makes more sense. I, my question was going to be where on the
2: offensive line do you put your Yaka Zulu? Yaka
0: Zulu.
2: Okay. Sorry, my fault. But yeah, if he's 6'1 285 and has any type of hand striking ability, which you would figure he does. Uh yeah, no stack will make sense.
0: Yeah, so here's what's crazy. Uh they tested him just had him run a 40. He'd never really run a 40 before. He's a sumo guy.
1: Yeah.
0: And he ran a five, two.
1: It's pretty impressive. Still don't, I mean, still don't really yeah. care. But yeah, it's good.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and he can do side splits, full splits. He's crazy flexible. And, and that's one thing people should know about sumo is they are all about level change and leverage, right? And so even those yeah. big fat guys, and this guy is not a fat guy if you see right. him uh, they can get real low. And more importantly, they can exert power while they're low. Like I can get low, I can squat down and touch my ass on the ground. But if I fired out on someone from that position, I'm not going to do it. Power. Right.
2: So do you see him as a shade guy or are you you using him head up on the center and just say, you shove this dude straight back in the quarterback's ass, which I
0: might be, a, I, I think he's a three technique. I think you're trying to. Use
2: uh, him. I didn't think about that. That's probably a better idea.
0: He could be a neuro. Uh, he could be a nose guard. He could be a burrowing nose guard, right? Just burrows.
2: I just him. think I, I agree with you. Yeah. I was thinking he'd be heads up because then you just put him on one guy and you just destroy that guy. Yeah. But if you play him at three, then you tell him to affect the guard, but then in turn that affects everything. As long as <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. That, then I'll oh, be interested to see.
0: So you mentioned this in Hanada, you mentioned striking power, and that's really important because that's also a big aspect of sumo. There's obviously leverage, low man wins, just like in football, but you also need some agility. So in sumo, a a very legitimate strategy, if you're a smaller, quicker guy, is don't be there when the other guy fires out across from you. You take an angle on him and then you exert your leverage. The other thing you could do in sumo is you could slap, you could strike. And you can also do like extended hands into someone's chest to try to control them. Uh, He does all that. And he's got heavy hands. So he's going to be playing for the Colorado state Rams. I have no idea if you're going to see him play at all this year, but Jay Norvell, who has a little bit of an OU and Texas connection, he's the head coach of Colorado state. uh, He's pretty excited about getting this guy. And this guy is fairly mature. He already has a degree from a Japanese university. He's coming here to basically spend a couple of years trying to learn football. His dream is to play in the NFL. Hmm. Kind of cool.
1: Got another got another guy to watch. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: yeah. So Hidetoro Hidetora.
1: All I
2: can think, all I can of. think of is where where I would put him. I think I agree with you. I think three techniques where I would where I would go. So unless, I just, you're gonna, unless you're going to unless you're going to run a, a kind of an off base of defense where you literally have a heads up nose tackle and you tell them to slant and just destroy people but
0: i just uh flipped on his sumo highlights and this guy has crazy balance leverage and, and body control
1: yeah we i mean I,
2: uh, excuse me I, I was at a completely different place until you told me he was you know 285 and then that you know
1: yeah, you I mean you
2: it's a it's a great skill set to have.
1: On the line? Hell yeah. Surprised yeah. nobody's tried it before, really. Yeah. I'm sure I mean, there's not there's probably not a whole lot of people that are just lined up over there to come over here.
0: There's not, and and honestly, I think the sumo that would try are failed sumo who aren't good at it.
1: True. Or 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 they're
2: the much larger version that I was thinking of in my head that probably don't translate regardless really cool. of how, you know, I mean, yeah, you can be athletic and strike in this, but if you're 4 and you can't move, then you no, know, that matter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be super interesting. I love this kind of, no, sport. that's a, that's
2: an interesting deal that, that, between that and the the sprinter guy, it's giving me uh giving me a couple things to, to put on the radar.
0: Yeah, we've got a little late night viewing for the West. You know, those West Coast times always help.
2: pac twelve after dark, about to die. Pac- it'll be 12. called. It'll be called something else, but a, such a shame. Did you? If, uh, if only their conference president and the university presidents could not be idiots.
0: What an exercise in hubris,
2: stupidity. I don't even call it. it yes, I agree, hubris, but it's just stupidity. Just flat-out stupidity. They
1: thinking, just, thinking
2: that this wasn't going to happen with if, if they
1: just held their ground. Like, no. Dude, come on.
0: It, it was a suicide pact.
1: Yes, 100%. And no,
0: and no one told them.
2: No, nah, I think they were told, and they just, that's, I guess, then you get back into the hubris thing. But, man, what a bunch of, that's just bad decision-making. And those guys that made those decisions got paid a shit ton of money to do it.
0: I feel really bad for Oregon state.
1: Yes. Yep. That's about it. <laughs> I mean, that's about it. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm done with my list.
1: Yeah.
2: No, I don't. Yeah. Everybody else. I'm good, but yeah, no, that that kind of sucks for them because they've been relevant over there.
1: Yeah.
2: In multiple sports.
0: Are you going to support the pack four on Patreon? On who? Patreon.
2: I don't know what that is, but no. <laughs>
0: it's, it's, it's a fundraising tool or like a, a payment tool oh for independent no <laughs>
1: freelancers
2: yeah i'll send them a dollar just without spite so <laughs> in ear market for their retarded commissioner what's that guy's name yeah i forgot he's he's a buffoon
0: uh yeah no thanks yeah no bueno all right. Any uh, parting thoughts? Anything we need to discuss on the eve, or actually, now if you're listening to this, probably the delivery of the Colin Simmons, Colin Simmons to Texas news?
2: I think that's correct. Um, I think you got some very interesting
1: uh, pennant races coming down the, the pipe. Yep. That's about it. I can't think of anything else. Pac 12 is going to die
2: and become the Mountain West.
0: What's it going to look like? if Texas lands three consecutive top five or top 10 recruiting classes, and then actually develops while they're on campus?
2: So to answer the first question, it's going to look like reality, because I think that's what's going to happen. Yep. Um, And then if they actually develop them, it's going to look like the last 10 years of Bama,
1: because that's what's going to start. And I hope that's correct, because that would be fantastic. Before we got on this pod,
0: Randy told me that at nine o'clock at night in Texas, there was a, still a heat index warning.
1: Yes. Still he got just, one.
0: <laughs> he, just, he just poured a nice chilly glass of burnt orange Kool-Aid.
1: Yep. And he's sitting sure on did. it.
0: And now he's all that sweat. The flop sweat's gone away. He's feeling good.
2: I mean, I think if y'all have listened to this over the years, you know, I'm not that guy, but no, uh,
1: you're not. I'm there. I'm there. I hope I'm right cuz if I'm wrong it's going to suck. Yeah, it is going to suck. And I really
2: don't care if people think, you know, people people say that I'm wrong, it's just going to suck in general.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I, my life will go on. It's fine. I just yeah.
0: <laughs> What about your predictions? You're like, "Yeah, that sucks." I, yeah. I sports Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. So.
0: We might have to focus on stupid stuff like work or family or other things in Texas sucks but, uh, for much longer, right?
2: But no, man, I, I, man, I, I I really think that those guys are. I think they're in the
1: boat. I hope so.
0: And I think we, uh, I think we're running an organized ship, Brandy. I think we're going to develop some of these guys.
2: It's a very, very, very nice, uh, very nice aberration from what we've had in the past.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Well, folks. It's still the Kool-Aid season. It's August 9th. There's there no live bullets fired. We, got, we got,
2: got, a whole month, got a whole month to build up your hopes, everybody.
0: That's right. We got a whole month <laughs> to do this and then either uh, raise them even higher or dash them on the rocks. So uh, anyway, I, I will say for everyone, I think Randy and I will adopt a, a, a attitude that it's a whole season. So.
1: Yes, 100%. No,
0: no one game is going to determine the height. Yeah I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not right going to fly off
2: the handle after week one or week two, regardless of what week two holds.
0: So when Rice comes into Austin and beats us by a field goal. Yeah, well, that,
2: won't, that will not happen.
0: We're going to try to stay even keel. We're not going to be angry. You're not going to hear a lot of cussing.
2: If Rice comes into Texas and beats us, then we will not do a podcast that week. <laughs> the podcast is done. <laughs>
0: All right. On that I'm going to travel. I'm going to
2: travel to Colorado Springs, and me and Paul are going to go hiking in the mountains for the next two weeks.
0: We're going to do a little sabbatical. <laughs> get our lives together. Get our heads together. All right. Hey, on that note, folks, thanks for listening. And hey, if you haven't done it, go leave a review. Leave us five stars. It does matter. If you haven't bought the Thinking Texas Football Preview, obviously, I would appreciate that, and I think you'll appreciate it once you buy it and you read it. And uh, you know, if you're in the uh, business of contracting and you're building a school somewhere or something or building ah, yeah. a municipal office reach out to mr randy boone he can help you out. Uh, give us a all right y'all we're out and hook them hook em. interest rates are up and the market is tumultuous and now more than ever you need the best darn possible mortgage broker working on your behalf that's gabe winslow and you can reach him at 832-557-1095 or you can go to mortgagesbygabe.com what makes Gabe so unique well he's incredibly bright he's a UT grad he's got a law degree he's been in the mortgage industry for over 20 years and he is a true mortgage broker what does that mean it means he can shop for the best deal at over 80 different lenders and find you the terms that best suit you most mortgage guys you talk to won't reveal that they have exactly one size fits all for you and exactly one conduit to get your loan if you are in these hyper competitive markets and you're in these markets that have frankly gotten a less a lot less friendly to the consumer you need the best possible person working on your behalf that's Gabe
1: Winslow he has our full endorsement you can reach him at 832-557-1095